0: Good morning my family. Here we go. We're going to worship the Lord today. With our voices, and we sing it together. give him a shout of praise for his faithfulness, amen? Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your faithfulness, so that we can sing about it, Lord, to say, Lord, you've done great things, Lord, not only what you've done, but what you're going to continue to do, amen, church? We give him thanks for that. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to worship, church. Yeah. you, Lord, that you have taken that fear away from us, Lord. I am not afraid, Lord, that you are my shelter, my tower of refuge and of strength, Lord. And I'm not afraid. We come into this place, Lord, because we seek miracles. We need you to work in a way, Lord, like never before, Lord, because that is who you are. Because you are here. (laughs) You're moving in our midst. Sing it. I worship you, I worship you, cause you are here, you're working in this place, I worship you, I worship, come on, you need that miracle, you sing is you are here, you're moving in the midst, come on, you're moving in our midst, yes you are, I worship you. I worship you, you are here, you're working in this place. I worship you, I worship you, oh you are a we miracle worker, promise key. Come on. My God is to you. Are. Sing it. We make miracle work. Promise keep. Light in the darkness, my God. That's right. Because you are here. You are here. You're healing every heart. Heal our hearts, Lord. I worship you. Yeah. I worship you. You're working. You never stop. You never stop We're singing. You never stop. You never stop working. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Don't we don't lose hope. Working. Come on. I don't feel it. You're working. You I trust stop. in you, God. You never stop As you're working you never on my stop. behalf, intercede you intercede for me, Lord. Say even, even when, when I. that? <laughs> Come on, give him praise. He's our
2: God who makes you wait. That's exactly why we're here, God. We came to cry out to the way maker, to the miracle worker, the promise keeper, the light in the darkness. We came to cry out to you because, God, our hearts are broken and heavy over what we're seeing in Israel. Father God, in the name of Jesus, put your protective hand over all the Israelis and the Americans that were taken into hostage situation. God, they're planning to go get them and protect those that are going to go in to rescue them and protect those that are being held captive, that they're not murdered or tortured. Father God, we just pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the peace of Israel. Father, our hearts are broken to hear of the horrendous attacks over, now they said over close to 5,000 missiles, Hamas shot at Israel. Over 250 Israelis dead and over 1,500 in the hospital. And Lord, we don't even know all the numbers yet, but we know as Lord, The wickedness of man, we pray healing in that territory. God, we pray for those that are going through their own spiritual attacks. Lord God, some of us in this room have been sabotaged by the enemy. Lord, we were just going about our business and all of a sudden attacks are coming from people we love and people we're walking with and people that are close to us health issues and marital problems and relational problems and job problems and school problems god i pray healing in the name of jesus i pray wholeness in the name of jesus i pray father god that you cancel out this homicidal spirit that has plagued new mexico and bernalillo county and albuquerque new mexico that god it will cease and no longer we will not have record number homicides. Lord God, we really pray that there'd be none, but we pray that it finally come down to a a normal level, Lord. We're way, way above normal. God, I pray for peace. I pray for love. I pray, Father God, that those that are out at the balloon fiesta will be protected and shielded and having a great time. And God, I just pray for Our families, the schools, Lord God, young kids that are carrying weapons on the schools. Father, might this stop in the name of Jesus. Father God, drugs that are rampant in our schools, from elementary schools, middle schools, and high school. Father God, might it cease in the name of Jesus. Father God, we're praying freedom in Jesus Christ's glorious name. So many other burdens on our hearts. Father God, we just pray that you be with those that are chronically ill, be with our brother Lynn Nethery and heal his body. And Father, two women in our congregation that fell and took a big hit, one that had 43 stitches and one that had a really bad black eye from the fall, watch over those women and let them heal. Father, we thank you for all you're doing. And we pray in the powerful, majestic, victorious name of Jesus Christ our Lord. God's people said amen. amen. Sing it out again, sing it out again and worship him, would you? Worship him and thank him. Miracle worker,
0: keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. We make miracle work, promise keep, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Say, that is who. That is who, that is who you are. That is who you are. Say, that is who you are. That is who you are. That is who you Father, we thank you that that is who you are, Lord. That the prayers that we pray today, Lord, and so many others, Lord, in in this room, that you hear every single one of them, Lord. Because that is who you are, Lord. You don't forsake us. You don't forget about us, Lord. You don't leave us. You don't forsake us, Lord. And so we thank you, Lord, that we can count on that, Lord, all the time. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being a miracle worker, Lord the promise keeper, that light in our darkness, Lord, that we never give up, Lord, we never lose hope because you are always interceding for us, Lord, and thank you for the victories that are to come, Lord, we thank you for that, in Jesus' name we pray, amen, give him praise today, church, give him praise, yeah, he's all deserving of it, amen, yeah. church, as you're praising him and giving him thanks, why don't we greet one another in his name and Just say hi to the person next to you and say thank you for coming here today.
3: Morning, anyways. Yeah, morning. Right. Good morning, morning. Good morning, my
0: family. Good morning. It's so good to be here, and we want to welcome you to the house of the Lord. Um, my name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church,
3: and it's in my honor and my privilege to be with you today. Amen. Likewise, my name is Chris Camarasa. I'm a youth leader and a servant here at New Beginnings Church. So. Amen.
0: Hey, Chris, I noticed earlier uh, today, Chris had this big puffy uh, jacket. Best thingy that you have, man, is, is getting hot in here, my guy. Yeah, it
3: is, especially with all these jerseys around here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody with a Denver paño, man. I was like, oh, snap, it's on today. That's right. Hey, church,
0: um, we want to welcome you into the house. Those watching from home, we greet you as well, and we send our love, and we thank you so much for being a part of today's beautiful worship experience. Wasn't it just amazing, church? Amen. A reminder of who he is. I loved it. Man. Amen. Hey, church, just a couple of things we want to remind you of uh, before uh, we turn over to our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. Uh, Chris, catch us up on what's happening, my guy.
3: Well, guys, the first thing on my mind is Trunk or Treat. It is Trunk or Treat. Why don't we give it up for Trunk or Treat, church? Trunk or Treat,
0: man. It definitely is um, probably, if not one of, if not the biggest outreach event that we have. We never want to lose touch that Trunk or Treat is definitely an outreach event. experience. No, it
3: definitely is. Guys, when I tell you that parking lot turns into a mini mini state fair, I'm not even joking. I mean, last year we had rock climbing. We're going to be having uh, uh, face painting. We're going to be having all kinds of stuff, guys. But most importantly, we're going to be having candy. And um, as a church, you know what? We are going to help with that. You know what? Uh, It's actually being held Uh, well, New Beginnings Kids is actually having a little stand over there for candy. Guys, if you're ever at the store and you're like, "Mm, you know what, I remember what that one kid in All Black said about candy. They need candy. Let me just get a little bag. Nah, get a big bag. Trust me, get a big bag. Because we are in dire need of candy this year, guys. It's going to be, um, let's see, when. the 28th. The the 28th. 28th. From 5.30 to 8 p.m., guys, it's going to be a lot of people there, too. That's right. So it's church, be big. you know,
0: most importantly, I know Chris said the candy is the most important, but the most important is what you and I are going to do that day, yep. right? It's not about handing out the candy, right? That's, that's all great, and we have fun doing that, yeah. but it's what we hand out in the spiritual world that we hand out, which is we extend the love of Christ to this community, and it's not just to all these apartments that, we, that were to surround us, church, right? We have this huge community right behind us, businesses, and by the way... Now that we're talking about businesses, we would like to thank our local businesses here at the Fiesta Crossing Shopping Center for always partnering with us, right? They're so understanding and so willing to say, yeah, you know, there's that big parking lot. And so it's not easy, but they're a part of it as well. So they're also our partners in ministry when they partner with us in those in these type of events that they're that's so cool. cool with us, right? Just our food distribution, right, that we have once a month. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, these big events like... Um, Trunk or Treat, we want to thank them. So if you can, church, support these local businesses that are tied to us here at the
3: Shopping Center. That's right. Amen. And guys, speaking about food distribution, it's actually going to be this Friday the 14th. So, uh, or the 13th, sorry about that. Um, So pull up if you guys, yeah, scary. (laughs) So pull up if you guys want to serve. uh, Volunteers are going to be there at 10 a.m., and the food is going to start being served at 12 p.m., and if you are planning to get uh, a, a food basket mm-hmm. for yourself, then you would just have to bring your ID, and that's it, you know? Um, it's going to be a great day. That's right, so we can't wait to see you. Once
0: again, yeah. if, you need, if you have a, a few spare minutes on, on that Friday afternoon, the 13th, we would appreciate the help. Definitely, because it's definitely a big one. No, definitely. It's usually, what, 15,000 pounds that we distribute to this community? That's a big and deal. Abroad, That's a big right? deal. Abroad. So anyone from the city is pretty much welcome. So if you know anybody who might be in need of that meal box, please have them come our way this Friday beginning at 12 o'clock.
3: That's right, most definitely. And men, it is going to be men's breakfast this Saturday. Um, I didn't get any, like, cheer for bacon this time, but <laughs> usually, yeah, usually we do. But, guys. Green chili. Green chili. Bacon, eggs, anything. (laughs) Guys, bring whatever you want to bring because uh, this is our monthly um, gathering of the men here at the church to encourage each other, to pray for each other. And we're going to hear a word as well. But, but man, we're going to also get a word for our belly, you know. And I I guess what I'm saying is we're going to get breakfast and it's going to be free and you should pull up. I'm definitely going to be there. Um, It's always a great time, you know. I love it. It's just an amazing time of fellowship with men of God where you can come in and share what's
0: going on in your life. Man, you know how important that is when you get together with other guys. It's just really, really awesome when iron sharpens iron. You're be, you're able to just share life with another cat. You know, uh, you're you're able to talk to the younger guys. The younger guys are able to feed off of the wisdom of the older guys. And it's just, it's really an amazing, amazing deal. I remember when I was probably your age, um, not that I'm dating myself because I'm not that far off. Oh, no, no, I know.
3: Okay, but I
0: remember going to those events and... And really, I appreciate the time that people took into my life, like my brother over there, Mike Dalton, and Pastor Richard, and Pastor Eddie, and we were able to share those times, right, and see the young men grow up to be godly men. And so I really, really implore you, and I want to encourage you, that if you're not a part of that, please make time for that, because it's super, super awesome. But those, those events and all kinds of other events that we have, church. Oh, by the way, today, special day, one of my favorite days, Child Dedication Sunday. Let's Mm. give it up for the families, right? Because it's a beautiful ceremony of the families making this covenant. It's not really all about the children. It's, man, this beautiful covenant that the parents are making and these promises that they're making with the Lord of how they're going to rear their children up in the ways of the Lord. It's just a beautiful time. So if you're here for Child Dedication Sunday as a guest, we want to welcome you. If you're here because you're here to dedicate one of your babies... It's going to happen right after this service. And so once we dismiss this service, right here to my door, uh, to this door, to my left, your right is where you're going to be meeting today as soon as we uh, dismiss this service. But like I was telling you, church, those events and so many others that you can register for and find out what's going on in the life of New Beginnings, how do we find that, Chris?
3: Guys, it's as simple as going on the app, going online at NBCABQ.com.
0: If somebody doesn't have that app, how do they get
3: it? If somebody doesn't have that app, they get it through the app store. The QR code. The QR Come code. On, Chris, you
0: missed it. Man, the QR code. Well, look at that—it somehow
3: ended up popping behind me. You know <laughs> that—that's the code. code. It's going to be the QR code that's going to be right behind us, guys. And it's as easy as that. I mean, note to self. Yeah, note to self. Train Chris for the QR code. I gotta have it on my forehead now, <laughs> dude. It's the
0: QR code.
3: Yeah, it's, yes. the, it's the magic. It's the magic block, guys. Right. Seriously, you there. I've never been in a digital. Uh, I never thought that I'd be in the digital age where we could just point our camera and click on a link, and all of a sudden we're on a site. That's like right. it's crazy to me, you know. So it's as easy as that. But guys, we say this week in week in and week out. None of this is even possible without everyone's contribution, right. um, guys. If you're looking for a way to give, maybe you, don't, maybe you don't have a lot of time on your hands. Maybe you're just a little too busy and you, only, you barely have enough time to make it on Sunday mornings. Guys, a great way to support the church is by giving. And um, there's plenty of ways to do that. Uh, at the front, there's some doors right here at the sanctuary. And there's two, um, there's two boxes that you can go ahead and... Put in your offering, as well as you can give online using that, using the QR code, the app. See, I'm starting to learn. Starting to learn, and um, you can give online, text to give. I mean, really, it's it's right there. The answer's right there. This guy's having fun. <laughs> but guys, without further ado, uh, let's go ahead and bring Pastor That's Richard right. up we here. Thank you, church. Love you guys.
2: Don't you just love those guys? <laughs> uh, youth, you guys are dismissed, and uh, the youth have their uh, worship time right now, their class time, and always a joy to see what God is doing in these young people's lives, uh, and uh, we really appreciate your children. They are really phenomenal. One of the things that takes place at Trunk or Treat is, uh, I know I... All I do the whole time is walk around and I pray with people. We hand out tracks so every car that is here uh we hand out little tracks to make people think about the Lord and ask questions and and uh we so it's really a time of ministry. Somebody said, "Why are you endorsing Halloween because Halloween in all reality is kind of a uh well not kind of it's it's really not a good situation. But, uh, but the reality is, is that kids, parents take their kids out. And it's not even safe to do that anymore. So what we do is we have a harvest time, a time of celebrating the Lord, celebrating his love. We give away a lot of candy. Um, I, I can't believe how much candy kids get. And, and we have about 1,500 to, I don't know, 1,800 people that come out. There's even some food trucks. If you want to buy food, there's food. It's going to be a great event. I hope you're here. Guys, let's get into the Word. I have been doing this sermon series called The Basics of Life. And what I'm talking about is those essential things that you need in your spiritual walk, those things that you need to have a successful spiritual life, and those things that are going to help you. And we've been talking about getting connected to God, getting connected to the church, getting connected to each other. Today, I want to talk about building our life on a solid foundation. Because the Bible says that though a righteous man might fall seven times, he gets back up. And the reason we get back up is we have the Lord to stand up on. We have a solid foundation to get back up on. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16... The scripture says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. To teach us what is true. To teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you help us understand the importance, and how to build on a solid foundation, I pray in Christ's name, amen. Look, some people have asked me, how do you even know if the Bible is true? How do you even know? Look, first of all, there's evidence of history. There's scientific evidence, and there's evidence in history that they have discovered different documentation of the Bible, and they have discovered... Bible pages, and even scripture over the years, and it has been accurate. And in the 50s, there were some shepherd boys in Quorum, and they were they threw a rock. There was a lot of caves in that area. I've been to that area, and some of you that went with me to the Holy Land, went, we went there. And there were these kids and, and, and young men, there were shepherds. They threw a rock at a cave, but they heard pottery break. They were like, wow. So they climbed up, and it was a a hard climb. It's not an easy place where it was. And inside, they found a lot of big clay jars that had scripture scrolls that were put in there. And they were preserved because people from foreign lands had come, and they would try to destroy all the scripture and try to destroy their documents. And they found these documents, and they found how accurate the word had been handed down from literally generations we're talking centuries and it was perfectly accurate there wasn't changes there wasn't contradictions there wasn't things like wow that's kind of weird that they changed no there was no changes it was really really wonderful the history of it also there was evidence of the consistency throughout the bible how it had literally carried the same exact thought the same exact thing all the way through. They did even find like the book of Enoch and the Maccabees and stuff like that. But you've got to understand that those books, the reason they didn't include them in the what's called the canons and what's called the actual Bible is because those Bibles have those books have not been consistent in in scripture. So that's known as, if you've ever heard of the word Apocrypha. The Apocrypha, we have 66 books in the Bible. The Apocrypha are like the book of Enoch. You have uh, the book of, uh, of First and Second Maccabees. And there's some other books. Those they believe, are, they're righteous books, but they're not scripture. They haven't been found to be consistent from generation to generation to generation to generation. To generation. So these were letters that were written to God's church by leaders at the time, for them to be encouraged, but it wasn't written that God wanted it to be handed down from generation to generation. And, and so there were, so some people try to take things in there uh, verbatim that it's actual scripture, but it's not. Scripture is when it has been proven to be consistent from literally from century to century to century to century, generation to generation, because the word of God never changes. And the evidence of God's word being real. Is transformed lives we have a room filled with people and we had a room filled with first service of transformed lives because the Word of God has transformed people's lives look think about your life think that you're actually in church on a Sunday morning and you want to be here it's not because you have a a drug problem meaning your parents drug you here (laughs) are you with me no it's because you wanted to be here and you came, and you're like, wow, man, this is awesome. I can't even believe I'm in church. I can't believe I even get excited about church. It's like God transformed you. And then you meet some of your friends, and they go, dude, you come to church? And, and they go, yeah. Sometimes you guys even meet out in the mall out there, and, and people go, man, you come to church too? And they go, yeah, man, God got a hold of me, and it changed my life. Yeah, you look different. You used to be all messed up. All you were nothing but a gossiper, never shut up ever. Da, 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 da. And now it's awesome. You don't do that. I I notice a change in you, man. You always were all strung out and all all flaco and all all wrinkled. And man, now you've got some weight on you and you look amazing. Wow, what happened to you? The word of God happened to me. The word of God got into me. See, there's evidence. So, in Matthew chapter seven verse twenty-four. It says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. So I want to help us learn how then do we build our spiritual life on a solid foundation, on solid rock. Well, I'm glad you asked. Okay, the first thing we need to do is we've got to hear the word of God. It's important that we hear the word of God. It's important that you come to church, to go to a Bible study, that you come to fellowship. People say, I can worship God in the mountains. Yes, you possibly, I mean, yes, you can, and you could get lost with God out there. But the Bible also says we're not to forsake the assembly of the brethren because we encourage each other here. We get to speak life into each other. We get to hug each other, just encourage each other, high-five each other, just raz each other give each other a hard time. It's like, ooh, the 49ers, boo, and way to go, Dallas Cowboys, you know. Yeah, uh, you know, we can have fun like that. uh, Calm down, calm down. There's a whole bunch of 49ers friends. We're playing each other today. That's why I brought it up. And the rest of you are going, who cares? That's not even my team. But here, all I'm trying to say is, I, I was really thinking about that because there was two guys here. One had a Dallas Cowboy jersey, on one had a Forty Nine er jersey, and they both had a number seven. And I go, man, that'll preach because the number seven is the number of completion, okay? And I go, man, God has completed these men. One is a, so I brought them up here and like, one's a Dallas Cowboy, one's a Forty Nine er. One's obviously a man of God because he follows a star. <laughs> <laughs> is that messed up, man? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did say that but, but 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 you know what? the Bible even says, I will sit you at a table in a place in front of your enemies. We might be enemies on the field, but we're brothers and sisters. We get to build each other up, so see it's important that you come to church, you hear, you get encouraged, like Pastor Mike and. Chris, we're talking about at the men's breakfast. You know, when we were at the men's retreat, some of the guys were going, man, I've only been married a short time, and man, and I just don't seem to understand my wife that that often. And, and, and I go, I've been married 45 years, and I still don't understand my wife that often. <laughs> so, we were encouraging each other, and you get to build each other up, and you get to speak life into each other. Look, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, It says, so faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ, hearing from the word of God, hearing the gospel, hearing the message that Christ died, Christ is risen, Christ is going to come again, that he is the very reason we live. He is the very reason we celebrate. He's the very reason he pours into us. But it's not enough just to hear, because the problem with only hearing is that, you know, they've done studies, and they say that, we forget 95% of the things that we hear after 72 hours. That means in three days, you're going to forget almost everything I'm talking about. That's why we have notes. That's why even on the app, you have all the notes and you have all the scriptures and you can make some notes and, and you can take some things in. And if God says something to you while you're at church, you write it down and you go, oh man, that was good. Some people mark up their Bible and and, and they, they they mark up their Bible and I go, when you highlight something in your Bible, put a little footnote to the side what God said to you at the time, because otherwise you have a Bible filled with all this highlighting, and you go, bah, I don't know why I highlighted that, I, but my Bible looks cool. You know. It's, but you hear the Word of God. Not only should you hear the Word of God, but you need to read the Word of God. You need to read the Word of God. Get into a mode of reading the Word of God. And, and like, they sell this little thing at the Christian bookstore. It's shaped in a loaf of bread, and it's got 365 verses in there, one a day. And so you take one out, and you read it, and you get to either memorize it or study it, meditate on it, just process it. But you got to do more than that. You, you really need to take time to read the Word of God, to really get into the Word of God, to really read, and, 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 and to be able to process what it's saying. In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 3, it says, God blesses the one who reads the words of the prophecy to the church. And he blesses all who listen to its message and obey. Not so you read it, you listen, you obey what it says for the time is near. The time is near, guys. When did you think you would see some of the weird stuff you're seeing here today? It's just weird. It's hard. It's like, man, I I usually I grew up saying yes ma'am, no sir, yes sir, yes ma'am. Yes. And and so sometimes I'm at a restaurant I go, "Yes ma'am." And I go, "Oh, it's not a ma'am." Oh. Oh, yes. Yes sir. Oh, it's not a sir! Oh my gosh! And my family tells me, "Why do you do that all the time?" I go, "Well, I I grew up saying yes, ma'am, no, ma'am." Now, and I'm like, "Now just saying, yeah." I sound like I'm rude. Would you like something? Yeah, yeah. Unless they identify, I am, and I know what they are. But otherwise, it's hard sometimes. Time has changed. That's why it's important to read the word of God and know where you stand. Because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 17, verse 19, it says, we must also keep that copy. In other words, the scriptures, keep that copy with him and read it daily. It says we're supposed to read it daily, and it says as long as he lives, that he will learn to fear the Lord his God by obeying all the terms of these instructions and decrees. So he's saying there, it's important for you to read the word of God daily so you could get to learn and then live it out. So look, if you're going to read the Bible, read a version, a true translation that you can understand. So some people are like, King James only, King James only. That's not a translation. That's the original. No, it's not. They translated it. The original is Hebrew and Greek, okay? A friend of mine is a professor, and he does his devotionals every morning. He does it out of the Old Testament, and he reads it out of a Hebrew Bible, all in Hebrew, not in English, in Hebrew. And then in the evening... He does a, a, an evening devotional out of the New Testament, and he reads it out of a Greek Bible, and it's all in, in Greek. And I go, you're just a show-off, Cliff. But, <laughs> but he really knows Hebrew and Greek really, really well. I studied Greek and Hebrew, but, man, I, I just got enough grade. I got a B in the class, and I was like, I got be B or not to be, but I got a B, you know. <laughs> but, but hear me. A translation, a true translation. Now here, please listen. There are some that are called a paraphrase. A paraphrase is where a bunch of scholars got together and they said, well, we think this is what it's saying. So it's just a thought of a bunch of studied people, and it's it's a thought. So books like uh, A Bible Called the Message or J.B. Phillips or uh, the, the the Good News one is... Those are paraphrases. They're not the greatest one to follow because sometimes they don't get it quite right. A translation is when they literally study every word. They study the setting. They study all the the different approaches to it, and they translate it. Now, you need to understand. There's the, the Bible speaks in different terms. Like it 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 speaks in different ways. For instance. It talks in hyperbole, where, in other words, it, it's kind of an exaggeration. It's like, it's like, in other words, where they ask Jesus, how many times am I supposed to forgive? And he goes, well, 70 times 7. So if you do the math, that's 490 times. But that doesn't mean you keep tab. Uh, this is 491. <laughs> I don't have to forgive anymore. No, what God is saying, he's, he's exaggerating. He's saying... You just need to forgive all the time. are are you with me and And he says, from sun up to sundown, that doesn't mean you stay nonstop from sun up to sundown, but he's saying throughout the day, I want you to do these things and then there's sometimes in in scripture they do they round up there's There's numbers that were rounded up, for instance, when they fed the five thousand. it says five thousand men. We don't know if they were just exactly five thousand. it might have been four thousand nine hundred and eighty two okay. So they just rounded up, but it says plus women and children. So there was a whole bunch of, they were, they're saying there was a lot, a lot of people. Are, are you with me? And then there's other times that it is literally word for word, moment for moment, and, and, and you have to understand these things. So that's why it's real important to get a translation, and, but try to get a translation. Look, I don't have anything against the King James Version, but some people think that's the only one you should follow. But that was even a translation. They translated it, translated it from from, from the original, and, and they even translated it from, from Latin and German in, into English. And so, so that was the first English translation, but there's been even better translations since then. Now I preach out of when I we show you scripture, it's called the NLT, the New Living Translation. And it's a true translation. And I do it because it's written in high school-level reading. The average reading level in the United States of America is eighth grade. So I want to make sure it's not too deep, uh, because a lot of us don't speak in King James language. We don't speak us like this anymore. Hello, us, everyone, us. How are you, us, today, us? You know what I mean? We, we don't do that. And, so sometimes when you're reading, it's kind of like, okay, that's kind of weird. It's, like, it's like, like, I'll never forget when I first started, I, I just got saved, and I finally opened a, got a Bible, and I got a, a, a King James Version, and, and it said there was going to be a lot of things happening in diverse places. So when I'm thinking diverse places, I'm like, wow, it's got to be by the ocean, where, where the water is, and, and that word divers means diverse, in other words, in different places, in a lot of different things. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. You know, so, so that's why it's important to get a translation that you understand. And then get in a systematic reading. Read the Bible systematically. Get into a pattern where you read it. Some say you have to read it first thing in the morning. No, you don't. You, you could read it first thing in the morning or you, you could read it late at night. You can read it when you're wide awake. Some people are not morning people. I mean, there's some people, look, it's already almost 12 noon, and some of you're barely waking up. You're going, Wow, well, I'm in church. Wow, well, babe, I didn't know you brought me to church, hon. Huh? This is awesome. You know, some of you are just waking up. Now, so if, if you're a night person, then set up a pattern to read at night. If you're a morning person, set up a pattern to read in the morning. But but get into a system of reading. Then a third thing we need to start doing, we've got to study the Word of God, not just hear the Word of God, not just read the Word of God, but study the Word of God, to really study it, to understand it. In the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 11, it says the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day, to see if what Paul and Silas were teaching was the truth. So that's why they were from Berea. That's why maybe you've even seen around town, there's a couple churches, Berean Baptist Church or a Berean Fellowship. It's because Berean were known for the people that really studied the Scriptures. They were holding the preacher accountable. Does the Bible really say that? There's a guy that used to be an atheist, And he finally came to the Lord. He started coming to church. He had never read the Bible. And we we put the scripture up on the the screen. And so he had a Bible. And he was like, let's see if that's really in there. And he'd look it up. And he'd go, wow, it's really in there. Wow, the preacher said this. And he'd look it up. Wow, it's really in there. Wow, I guess I can really believe this guy. They're not making stuff up. And he ended up giving his life to the Lord. And now he's serving the Lord. And he's a leader and 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 yet he was a, a non-believer at one time because he started studying the Word of God in second Timothy chapter two, verse fifteen. Paul the is talking to Timothy, who was only like seventeen or eighteen. He was a senior pastor, a founding pastor, and he had grown up in a Christian environment. That's why Paul even writes in the first letter man your your grandma Eunice and your mama lois man they are solid Christians, and now you're living." But look what he says. He goes, work hard. He says, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval to be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of the Lord. So he's saying the word of truth. Uh, It's important that you learn. It's important. So why do we study? Why do we read? Why do we hear? But just so you can have information? No. You know what? There's a lot of people that know the Bible inside and out, but they don't know the author. They don't know God. They don't know Jesus. They're just educated, lost people. The Bible wants us to get founded in the Lord. He wants us to get a solid foundation to build our lives on, to study, to hear, to read, and understand, to find answers for today's questions and today's needs, to find joy to find energy and direction for our lives. And this is why we need to do that. So not only do we need to uh, hear and read and study, but we also need to memorize. We need to memorize the word of God. It's important that we memorize the word of God. You, you, you all probably know some verses, I would think. You know, that, you know, it's like a lot of people know Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on his own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. A lot of people know John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. A lot of people know 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It that say, that says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all, th- all things have been made new. In John chapter 8, verse 36, he says, and the truth shall set you free. And, man, so it talks about all these verses that really help us and it really brings to remembrance. And it's really something. There might be times that you've been talking to somebody and you've been ministering to somebody or you're just in a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden you start saying things and you're even freaking yourself out like, wow, I didn't know I knew that. That's pretty awesome. Man, I'm not as dumb as I thought. Wow. <laughs> and you're even quoting scripture. Wow. Wow. And your wife is looking at you or your husband's looking at you like, where'd you learn that? Well, I go to church and I guess it's sticking more than I thought. Well, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance things that you need to know at the time that you need to know them. And, and it's really powerful that that happens. So it's important to memorize the word of God. In the book of Proverbs chapter seven, verse two and three, it says, obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as a, as you guard your own eyes. Tie them on your fingers as a reminder and write them deep within your heart. So it's important that we do that. In Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, I have hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against. you." It's important that we understand that. In the same chapter, verse 104, it says, your word is a lamp unto my feet a light unto my path it it guides us and helps us so always pick a good time to memorize pick a favorite verse that you have if you get a verse that you really like don't just listen to it but write it down maybe on an index card or something and and put it like in 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 your car when you get to a red light read it okay That way, you're you're filling your mind. You meditate on it. You you get it into your your memory bank. Everyone memorizes different. So decide when you're going to do it. Look, my wife, when she studies, it's got to be perfectly silent. So even if I'm in the room, let's say she's studying, we usually do our studying at the dining room table, and she'll be there, and she's got all of her stuff spread out, And if I'm there sitting there, she's like, do you have to breathe that loud? (laughs) I'm just breathing, babe. Yes, I have to breathe. Well, can you go breathe in another room? I'm like, okay. I mean, serious. I'm not joking. She, like, can't have any noise. Me, I'm studying. I got the TV on or the radio. I got to have noise. I got to have noise because my brain is like, my brain's always going, okay? So if I take care of some noise, it takes care of that side of the brain. And then I can study on the other side of the brain. So this side of the brain that's making all that noise is listening to that, but I'm like zoned out into what I'm studying, and I'm like in my groove, and Sydney's like, how can you study with all this noise? And I'm like, wait, what? Were you saying something? Because I was, I was into it, man. But, so you know you. Pick the best time for you. Amen? Now, another thing we need to do is we need to meditate. We need to meditate on God's word. Now, that doesn't mean you cross your legs and you go, home. Um. No, it means that you take in the word, you, you read the word, and you just process it. You, you think about it. Say, God, what are you trying to say to me in that verse? What are you trying to say? I just finished reading a chapter. Some people say, I read, and I read a whole chapter. And I go, what did it say to you? I read a whole chapter. I go, yeah, but what did it say to you? I read the whole chapter. And I'm like, obviously it didn't say anything to you cuz you're not getting it. I go slow down. I go one good way to read is you read it if you're going to read a chapter, read the whole chapter. And then you go back and now you read it slow. And it starts getting in you, and you're like, wow. That's so cool. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 says They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted by the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Why? Because they meditate on the word. They meditate on the word day and night. That doesn't mean nonstop. That means you process it. You think about it throughout the day, throughout the day, throughout the day. A situation goes down at school. A situation goes down at work. A situation goes down in your family. Situation go down with some friends. Man, you process what you're thinking and you go, Man, I'm able to share it. I'm able to care. I'm able to pour it out. It's important that you do that. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23, says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So guard your heart. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says, Study the book of instruction carefully. It's talking about study the word. Meditate on it day and night so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. By what? By totally meditating on it to really get it into your skin and into your life, and you're able to really connect. A lot of you go through life, and you're doing everything so fast it, it, you're not letting it really get into you. It's something that there's times, I've shared this before, but you could read something, and then you read it again, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. But you had already read it. But that day, God jumped out at you. Like I was telling somebody the other day, it's like the movie The Addams Family, that hand, remember, thing? It's like you're reading the Word of God, and all of a sudden, your hand, this is for you, right there. And you're like, wow, yeah. And you go, no, 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 look again, right there. No, it's not for your wife, not for your husband. It's for you. Man, the Word is, is active. It's amazing how God functions like that. And then we've got to do God's Word. So not only hear the Word and then read the Word and then study the Word, and then memorize the word, and then meditate on the word. But we need to do the word of God. Because what good is it to have all that knowledge, but you're still living like the devil? Like, I know the Bible inside and out. Well, unfortunately, it hasn't got inside of you yet. Because, man, you're living like the devil. It's because you don't know the author. You haven't come to know the Lord. In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, please don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling who? Who? Yourself. How many times have we made fools out of ourselves? Ugh, I can't believe I made a fool out of myself. And the Lord's going, I can. You have the word. You're not doing that. What's wrong with you? I said to forgive, uh, but I didn't want to forgive them. Double over already 491. We, we don't understand what the Lord is trying to get us to do. He's trying to get us to be more like him. He's trying to get us to be transformed. He's trying to get us to be really sanctified Christians, transformed Christians, really changed Christian, really radically changed Christian. I'm like, man, That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. Something that that we need in our life. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 19, it says, so if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But if anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them to be called then they will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So it's saying, man, you better make sure you know what you're teaching. Make sure you're teaching it right. Because if you're just like, oh, well, that, that one's not important. <laughs> it's all important. It's all important. We've got to make sure we understand that. We've got to understand that it's important that we take in the word of God. And what's also important is that we live it out. Look in the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verse 17. It says, now that you know these things, hear me, now that we know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So in other words, now that you have all that knowledge, put it into practice. Do it. In the words of the prophet Nike, just do it. Okay, I'm sorry. That was, I know, that was stupid. But just do it. They thought they came up with it. It was in the Bible. Now that you know these things, do it. Put it into practice. Live it out. Because you will be blessed for it. Look, you know what marvels? I just, I get, it marvels me over and over and over. People haven't come to church in a while and I, I, I'm out there greeting people, and i like, hey, how are you guys? Man, it's really good to see you. Oh, pastor, we've been fighting like cats and dogs. Oh, the house has been crazy. We can't even seem to get along. Ever since we quit coming to church a month ago, everything went crazy. Duh, hello, hello, McFly. Maybe there's a connection. You quit coming to church a month ago, and everything went up, fell apart. Hear me. It's not that church is the magic potion. It's that here, you get to hear things that you go, what? You mean other people do that too? Sometimes you're out there talking. You're having a donut. You're there talking. And you're and, and sometimes you're involved in the conversation. And sometimes you're just being a mitotero. You're a nosy. You're like, wow, did you hear what that? Shh, don't talk to me. I'm listening to these guys, you know. You're having your donut like this, all crooked, all listening, you know. But you're listening because you're hearing them talk about stuff you're going through. And you're like, man, I can't believe that they're going through the same thing. I wonder what they did. And you're trying to listen in. Sometimes some people literally say, I'm sorry I couldn't help overhearing, but I heard you're having some problem with your kids. How, how did it turn out? Because I'm ready to shoot my kids. I, 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 I don't know what to do. I I even took them back to Walmart, but they wouldn't give me a refund. I I tried, they they refund everything, but they wouldn't take my kids. I I don't know what to do. It's it's hard. So hear me. We need to really carry it out. We need to live it out. We need to do it right. So guys, I want to encourage you to come to church. I want to encourage you to, to come to know the author. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're missing out on a huge part of life. So you're walking dead, man. You 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 don't have life. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to do that today, raise your hand and say, you know what, Pastor? I've never done that, but today I, I want to surrender. Is there anyone here today that's never received Christ that would want to do that? Then I want to pray for us. I want to pray that we make a commitment to hear the Word of God, that we'll make a real commitment to read the Word of God, to make a commitment to study the Word of God, to make a commitment to memorize the Word of God, to make a commitment to meditate on the Word of God, to make a commitment to do the Word of God. That's why we have discipleship classes. Discipleship classes teaches you how to read, how to study, how to get into a systematic pattern of doing things. So I want to invite you, really make those changes would you stand with me and and I don't want to prolong this but there's some of you that are overwhelmed right now. you're going through some heavy-duty stuff some of you are just saying I need to make some changes in my life and you need to make some changes some of you though are, are really not where you need to be so you your marriage is hurting your parenting is hurting? You're sick? Wh- whatever your need might be, make your way up as we sing this song. And there's people that want to pray with you. Want to stand here with you. Sing it out as a prayer.
0: Because you are here. You're working in this way. I worship you. I worship you, because you are here, you're moving in our midst, Say, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, you are here, you're moving in our midst, I worship you, Sing. That's right. Light in the darkness, my God. That oh. is you are. Yes, he is. we sing it again. He's our way maker. Say, Way maker, miracle work, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. If you're part of our prayer team, make your way up. Who you are, that is 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 who you are, are. are. even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop. Come on, one more time. Even when, even when I don't see it, you're working.
2: That is who you are, Lord. That is exactly who you are. And that's why we came here today, Lord. We're crying out to that very God, to that very Lord, the one that can turn things around. You really are the way maker. You could do the miracle we need. God, it's not just the ones in this sanctuary, but everyone watching online right now. God. Their brokenness, Lord, there's some people across the city or across the world. But Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray your healing power to fall upon each one of us to find the way that you have for us because our God makes a way where there seems to be no way because you are that way maker. God, you're a miracle worker. And some of us literally need a miracle. And they're saying, without a miracle, it's not going to happen to open the sight to the blind right now in the name of Jesus. Do that miracle that only you can do. Father God, we're believing you to restore lives. Father God, we're really believing, Lord, that you are going to keep every promise that you've made. You've never broke a promise. So in the name of Jesus, we pray, promise keeper, that, Lord, you continue to speak life into us. And give us that light to illuminate our path in the midst of the darkness. Lead us out of that and bring us to you. I pray power to fall upon us and live within us in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And God's people said amen. We love you church. God bless you. I will see you again on Wednesday. 7 o'clock. God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Those of you getting child dedication. If you're doing child dedication, I need you to go to this doorway right over here.